Hey, what's up? This is Andrew James. And I'm Julianne James. You know what you're listening to. You're listening to another episode of Love Love James. James. It's the podcast where we talk about everything love, marriage, dating, relationships, and everything everything in in between. between. And this is season two. Season two. Woohoo! We are looking forward to this new season. And what can we expect? Is there anything new that we can expect? Well, we'll, we can expect more of the same. Perspective on um, issues relating to relationships. We think we have a unique perspective to share. And you've given us some feedback that it's helpful. So we're going to keep on talking. Fantastic. Looking forward to this next new season with you, Julianne. And you, Andrew. (laughs) Cool. So we want to jump in? Let's just jump in. Let's dive in then. All right. So uh, first of all, how, how are you? I'm great. That's how are good. you? I'm doing good. This is the era of COVID-19 and the lockdown and the quarantine and all of that. So how's that going for you? Yeah, well, it's going it's just as good as it's going for you. <laughs> I think we're doing well. I mean, we work from home, so we're used to being... Locked down. Locked down. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So, hey, it ain't nothing. But we do acknowledge that that's not what the situation has been for many, many people out there. Absolutely. This uh, situation has meant a lot of time together that was unexpected. Yes, good and bad. Good and bad, yes. I think, you know. I've seen some memes and some, I've heard some stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I say this all the time, in spite of all of the like negative things that have come from COVID, obviously, you know, the illnesses, the deaths, whether it's conspiracy or not, it (laughs) has, I think, created a unique challenge for the family unit. um, And of course, for marriage, a a good challenge. And um, I think if we had the right, right perspective. I was about to say, like you saying that it's a good challenge means that you're looking at it through a particularly positive lens. But that's, you know, True, which I have to do my rose colored. glasses. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm sure that there are a lot of people out there who um, because of all of the pressure mm-hmm. and because of some of the circumstances created by COVID-19, yeah. they are unable really to look at it as positively. True, so, true, you know, true. you know, we we hope we can offer some hope. Right. Especially in this first episode, we're going to talk a little bit about compatibility yes because i think one of the things that has been highlighted in terms of relationships um in this season is that people are discovering that they are incompatible in some ways that you know we're probably hidden because they they could avoid each other (laughs) right you know what with the busyness of life yes and so now that we are face to face with each other nowhere to go nowhere to run nowhere to hide um, we're realizing that, you know, there are some issues around compatibility there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I know that I mentioned to you like several days ago <laughs> that I wanted this first episode to be about compatibility. And I know you've been doing a little deep dive and some research. A little bit, a little bit. And so um, why don't you just tell me a little bit about what you discovered? Well, well, first, I like, you know, when we were looking at the definition mm-hmm. of compatibility, right? Yeah, why don't you share that? A state in which two things are able to exist or occur together without problems or conflict. One more time. A state in which two things are able to exist mm-hmm. or, or occur together without problems or conflict. Mm, that's so good. There's so much in there. Compatibility. Right. 
So let's unpack it. Well, what I love about that definition mm-hmm. is that it's first defined as a state, mm. right? And so it gives me hope right away yeah. because I'm like, okay, it's a state. So I can create a state yes. of compatibility. Yes. If I discover that there's a lack of compatibility, I can, there are steps I can take to create a state right. of compatibility. It's right. not like a definition that's like either you have it or you don't have it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, at least that's the way that I look at it, right? It's like um, gas, liquid, <laughs> yeah, solid. Exactly, yeah. Those are states. Yeah, and if I need to be solid, yes. then I can go in the freezer. Right, so with yeah. the right conditions, yes. that state can change. Yeah. So, yeah. so it would be crazy for one to say that that state is permanent. And fixed, and yeah. fixed, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So a state in which two things are able... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to exist mm-hmm. or occur together exist mm-hmm. sometimes there's people who are in relationships and they're just existing existing mm. there's a know. qualifier there exist how right together together how without problems <laughs> yeah. conflict yeah yeah wow i mean it's interesting because is that really what we think compatibility is? Like, I mean, if somebody walked up to you and said, what is compatibility? Like, I think most people would say, you know, matching. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I heard one person say the way that two things fit together. Mm. Right? Mm. The way that two things fit together. Yeah. Yeah. That's know. not that's not as deep a definition as what we're dealing with here. Like, not as deep. Because I think this definition removes it from the people, right? Mm-hmm. In this in the relationship and places the emphasis on the state in which the people are. Oh. Right? And mm-hmm. so I th- so th- again, this is why it gives me hope because I look at it like we together can create the state yeah. That is necessary. Yes. Instead of trying to look at each other and say, We're you're not compatible with me. That's good. Or I'm not compatible with you. That's good. Right? So what is the state that we want to create and how do we each work together towards creating that state of compatibility? That's good. Right? Yeah. So I think sometimes, you know, because, you know, in, in the premarital and the marital counseling that we've done, I think we hear this from time to time that people think, well, we're just not compatible. We, we've heard people say that. Yeah. And I never actually looked up the definition of compatibility until yeah. now, yeah. right? Preparing yeah. for this episode. Yeah. And so I think it's a shift in how we perceive it, yeah. right? We, we often perceive it as me and you only, not a state, right? right? Yeah. So if we start to look at it as a state, then we can we can discover ways that we can create that state i like that i am glad i like that a lot that's <laughs> yeah. really good yeah because yeah like you said we've heard people say hey we we're not compatible yeah right but they're basing that on maybe the fitting together definition right, right. right? we don't fit together which means you're trying to change me yeah in a way that is uncomfortable to me yeah. and i don't want to change right, right? or um, I like to do X, Y, and Z. You don't like to do that. And I want you to do that more. And there's a place for that, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if you turn your attention together towards something else, yeah. 
mm-hmm. which is the state. Right. Right. We can. What is the state that we want to create? Yeah. Then the individuals in that state don't need to feel as defensive mm-hmm. or as um, they don't need to feel like they need to hold so tightly to their own personal state or their own personal, you know, their own personalities, I guess. Right. Um, because they feel like they're losing something. No, yeah. we're, we're gaining something. We're creating a state yeah. that is more often than not without problems or conflict, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. By making minor adjustments, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like climate controlling your, your home. Mm. You want to create a state that's comfortable for everyone in the house. But what if I like it? Hot. hot and you like it cold <laughs> well we can we have to find the middle ground and that's the process of creating that state yeah right the state of compatibility yeah because you don't i i don't think i think there's another level to this conversation right mm-hmm. which is you can be compatible and let's think about that fitting together definition right yeah um you can be compatible in in some ways and not in other ways. So if we're looking at compatibility in that non Oxford definition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of just how we fit together, the degree to which we agree on certain things. I think there are certain things that you can be compatible in um, and other things not so much. I think sometimes people place emphasis when they're seeking a partner, place emphasis on the wrong areas of compatibility. For example, sometimes people, um, place a high emphasis on the physical relationship. Yeah. Like the sex has to be good. Right. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Yeah. Right. A yeah. lot of yeah. people say that. Yeah. Right. And they place a high value on that aspect of the relationship. Um, or they may think in terms of their economics, well, we have to be compatible. If I make X amount of dollars, you need to be bringing X amount of dollars to the table. Right. Yeah. So there's that aspect of quote unquote compatibility I put it in quotes because it's outside of the definition that we introduced Um, and I think there's a conversation to be had there about are you assessing your compatibility based on the wrong set of things yes right yeah the economics the physical relationship are those the things that really matter when it comes to creating the state of compatibility that you're after yeah right so there's a whole conversation we can have around that yeah Um, because I think the emphasis really should be on the deeper intangible things yes. like our values. Yes. Right? yes. right. Um, your, a shared faith. Right. Right. Um, those are the things that really where, where compatibility or fitting together yeah. really matters when the rubber meets the road. That's good. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and leading in, going in that direction and that thought process, um, while searching around, I found um, something on marriagehelper.com. Mm-hmm. And it talks about, you know, people who get hung up on those surface things mm-hmm. or maybe they've done a personality assessment test yeah. and they've come up with all these things and they realize that their partner is totally different. Yes. And then they're like, okay, well, we're not compatible. Right. Right. Um, they said, you know, Instead of focusing on those things, uh, they, they, they suggested three areas that uh, people should focus on. One, the overall thought should be focusing on how to make the marriage last mm-hmm. as opposed to, 
you know, you like red, I like blue, we're yeah. not compatible. Right. And and the three things that three areas that they said um that will help people to make a marriage last was intimacy, passion, and commitment. Mm-hmm. Now the in- intimacy obviously wasn't talking about the physical relationship. The physical relationship. Mm-hmm. It was about the openness and the honesty mm. um that you know giving that person access to yes the deep things. Right. Right. Yeah. Um and uh passion the passion that they were focusing on was a craving for the two mm-hmm. to become one, mm-hmm. a desire, a deep desire for me to want to tie my life to yours. Right. And then commitment, of course, right. Mm-hmm. Making that choice daily, to, <laughs> daily mm-hmm. to say, Hey, this is what I'm committing to. Mm-hmm. And so they were looking at, um, creating that state mm-hmm. where the two can get along yeah. without problem. Or but conflict. isn't that what marriage really is? Isn't that what a relationship really is about? Absolutely. It's about continually uh, nurturing, creating, committing to that state. I think every day it's about making sure that this, the both people are comfortable in the state. And if I'm uh, careful to consider how my choices and decisions affect the state, then I think, and you are as well, then I think it's, that's what makes the marriage last. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. we're both considerate of that state. That state. And because if we focus on, um, okay, today I like R and B and you love to bring that. I up. know this is my go to <laughs> you know, analogy, but, um, maybe 10 years from now in our marriage, I might like, not like R and B music anymore. Mm-hmm. And maybe we did at one point like it together. And now I don't, does that mean that we're not in, um, compatible? Yeah. And we should, you know, divorce. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I think, well, that's why you can't hinge everything on the superficial things. You right. know what I mean? It has to be those things that are rock solid aspects of your personality and character Yeah, that you really should be assessing your compatibility ability based on yeah right so things like i mentioned like shared faith and values right um values around money values around family values around um faith values around uh kids (laughs) like you know all of those major things where it's like you know it's going to be shocking to you if the other person says oh i don't believe that right Right? you know 10 years into the marriage right Right. let's not wait to have that conversation and let's not wait to assess compatibility in those areas let's do that up front yeah right yeah so let me ask you a question Mm -hmm. i love questions like questions um opposites attract Mm -hmm. true or false um i believe yes opposites attract um i i believe that's not the only thing that attracts Mm -hmm. but one of the things that attracts is sometimes opposites right right and i also believe that um Sometimes opposites attract unawares, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, uh, sometimes deep spiritual things in people that are opposite attract to each other. And I believe sometimes it's in order to bring balance Mm -hmm. to the two individuals. For example, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you're extremely extroverted and I'm extremely introverted, I think there's an opportunity there Yes, and I might be attracted to your extroversion. Mm -hmm. If that's how you would say that. (laughs) Right. Um, because I crave yeah. and recognize my own introversion on some level, maybe not consciously, right. right? And so because I desire to be more like you, I admire 
you in that aspect. And so that's attractive to me, mm-hmm. kind of like deep calling unto deep. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, so what, where it's tricky is I maybe subconsciously attracted to that. And then I, I get into a relationship with you and you, and then I start to now attack your, <laughs> your being an extrovert, right. even though subconsciously I was attracted and drawn to that. Right. Um, it then becomes the thing that I say, why are you always out there? And why do you always leave me when we go to the party and you're mingling in the room and I'm by myself yeah. because, <laughs> because, you know, I'm not, I, I start to now kind of want to pull you into my introvert world. Right. Whereas um, the idea really should be that I could be mm-hmm. um, becoming more balanced and being, you know, follow your lead a little bit more. Yeah. Right. And you also can follow my lead, right. lead a little bit more and we mm-hmm. can arrive at some happy medium mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Opposites, opposites attract. And same. Same attracts. And same attracts as well. Mm-hmm. You see, this is what I mean. Yeah. Like, the, you know, opposites are not the only thing that attracts. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's not so much what attracted you. It's are you aware of what's attracting you? Right. And what do you do about that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're attracted to the wild child, you can't then try to... Change cage, cage them, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you got to know what you're kind of getting yourself into, yeah. and what you're signing up for, right? Absolutely. You gotta if you support it before we're married, you gotta support it while we're married. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, you're looking no, at me yeah. like <laughs> no, because I was thinking about something. I was thinking about this uh, Atlanta-based therapist and mm. author. Her name is Spirit. Mm. Um, I was watching her on the Mel Robbins show. And she brought up this, I was, what do you call this one when the word, you know, the word, one word makes up other words? Uh, an, ac- an acronym? An uh, acronym, an acrostic poem. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, she was basically saying that um, relationships rise and relationships fall. Uh-huh. Make sure yours is one that rises. And mm. she says that rises is the R-I-S-E-S, mm. breaks it into five different areas of intimacy that are required or should be uh nurtured Mm. for good compatibility okay let's hear it recreational intimacy is for Mm. our intellectual intimacy spiritual intimacy emotional intimacy and sexual intimacy Mm. Mm. right recreational Mm. of course you know how you like to spend time right Mm -hmm. intellectual can we have conversations Do on, you, on the same level? Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Right. Spiritual intimacy. She was saying not necessarily the same beliefs, but that there is a spiritual or spirituality that mm-hmm. we both can um, share, share, mm-hmm. respect, admire. Um, emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. You know, you always talk about sometimes their partners that are emotionally lazy, don't mm-hmm. want to do that work. But is there um, uh, a desire for you know, that emotional Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. work to be done Mm -hmm. and then sexual intimacy, of Mm -hmm. course. Right. But, you know, and we, 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 I don't know if we've ever said this on the show, but we know that when we are intimate in those other areas, Mm -hmm. then sexual intimacy is almost like a a logical something that follows. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you, do you agree? Do you, do you like that? Do you disagree? I don't disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't, it's a neat way to package mm-hmm. something that, you know, 
is essentially out there, mm-hmm. you know, we, and we just even mentioned earlier, you know, those are some of the aspects that, um, some of them at least because sexual intimacy, we did say people think about that. <laughs> they think about that. Yeah. The other aspects, not so much. Right. right? Yeah. Like in intellectual intimacy, mm-hmm. I've, I've not heard a lot of conversation around intellectual intimacy. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can definitely I, I think see for you and I, I mean, for me, I know for me, for yeah. you, <laughs> for me, for you, <laughs> that intellectual intimacy is like, you know, like I long for that all the time. Like I know when you go into the shower and you and you have that uh, you know um sensory deprivation mm-hmm. and you're able to just be one with <laughs> my God maker and this, you know this holy spirit and just get the download yeah like you know you know i i'm just waiting <laughs> with the towel as soon as you come out of the shower say, saying, what did what, god say what was the download right <laughs> yeah. because I, I i love your mind well is that intellectual intimacy well, or spiritual intimacy i think it's a little bit of both yeah. i think it's a little bit of both but i you know i respect your mind mm. i respect your uh thought process you know and that that it, it stimulates me yeah i mean i think that is definitely one of the hallmarks of our relationship because we started off talking right on very deep levels right and i know you know that's one of the things that was super important to me mm. in a partner mm-hmm. because I am aware of the depth of my thoughts right. and I didn't want to be in a relationship with someone who would a, a not appreciate that right. um, B not be able to ramp with me yeah. <laughs> on that, like yeah. reciprocate that. Yeah. So that really was, I don't know if I was necessarily aware of right. it enough to articulate it right. at the time. I probably was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that was definitely very key for me. And yeah. I think it's not something that people commonly pay attention to and as you bring that up let's mm. let's let's jump into like our very first conversation mm-hmm. right um you were new to our church a friend said hey well i was doing a talent show friend mm-hmm. says hey this girl does spoken word you gotta have her come out to the talent show i get your number i call you we speak for four hours yeah and we talk about it was a very intellectually intimate uh, conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we spoke about we spoke about values, values, life, yeah, goals, dreams, mm-hmm. you know, relationships, yeah, in general, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, I mean, you know, it, I, I I touched that to come back to you know this intellectual intimacy. If in the state, we go back to the definition, which mm-hmm. I really like. If we have a desire every day to create intimacy in all areas, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm being attentive to, you know, your needs, my needs, sharing my needs with you. And like, we're intentional about creating that state, mm. like compatibility, then, you know, flexes and moves with us as yeah. we grow and mature and change but as you say that i mean isn't it one of those things that you know creating intimacy isn't it one of those things that it's Mm. like you always talk about going to our acting school and them telling you learn all of these things and now forget forget it it. right so so i think in terms of creating intimacy and being intentional about creating intimacy it can sound very contrived and and robotic and whatever where where people listening may be just like i just want that to be the the case yeah right but i think 
there is a middle ground somewhere. Yeah. Right? Where after you have been intentional enough, it is it becomes something that's kind of like on autopilot. That right. I think that's kind of the nature of intimacy. Mm-hmm. You have to work at it in the beginning right. and then it works for you. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. And you you kind of just tune it up every now and then. Yeah. Um so I just kind of want to make that point because yep. I don't want people to feel like, oh, that Some, sounds like so much work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. But so I think, you know, in, in terms of practical things, um, talking is a great tool. Yes. Listening is a great tool. Yes. I always I'm an advocate for having a healthy curiosity about the person that you're with. Like, right. don't just assume that, you know, everything that there is to know right. um, and actually ask questions about, you know, how how did you come to that conclusion? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. what's and, you know, pick pick someone's mind to yeah. kind of get a sense of who they are and how they feel about things. Right. I, I think that that's important. I think we need to just touch on that again, mm. because we can become in a marriage, you know, routine mm-hmm. and, you know, day to day. It's just this is what it is. And we lose that healthy curiosity. Mm-hmm. And then when we lose it, we don't realize that that affects our quote unquote compatibility Mm -hmm. because now it's like, I don't, I'm not even taking an interest in the things that are interesting to you. Yeah. Right. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, so I think, and I'm, I I want to touch on that again because I'm just thinking about people who might be in a marriage right now who are saying, man, like we've lost compatibility. Mm -hmm. You know, we've lost that state state. Mm -hmm. And I think there needs to be, um, you know, an authentic, Mm-hmm. And genuine daily deposit into an investment, a reinvestment that investment into. Yeah. Because again, you're circling all the way back to kind of us um, talking about the effects of COVID-19 on relationships and marriage. Yeah. I think the realization really is, hey, whoa, I can't even, I, this is too much exposure to you. Right. Um, And so it really means that the Mm -hmm. investment, where have we been making our investment Mm -hmm. in terms of our attention, in terms of our time? What is the state that we've given all of our energy to? Is it our our work? Um, You know what I mean? Is it our social circles, right? Yeah. So it might be, it might be just the realization here is just let's return to investing in that that relationship, you know, that, that, that closest relationship or the closest relationships, those that really should matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So I found this little compatibility quiz. Oh, awesome. And, uh, five questions. Mm -hmm. Let's just go through it. Sure. Question number one, do you miss your partner? And then you, those listening can go through these <laughs> questions as well, right? Yeah. Do so you- am I supposed to answer these questions? No, 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 no. Okay. Because no, we're going to talk about them. Okay. All right. Do you miss your partner when they are away or when you are away from each other for long periods of time? Mm. So you want to talk about that? Okay. Or answer. you want me to answer the question? Okay, answer. Absolutely. I miss you. Yes. Yes. I know. And I miss you too. <laughs> I miss you too. Um, it's like, I remember the, you had the opportunity like to go on a trip somewhere without you. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was like, man, I don't want to experience anything <laughs> yeah, without her. You know, yeah. I don't want to miss, you know, I don't want you to not be there. And then I, I remember when I went up to uh, 
on that mission trip. Mm, I fell apart. <laughs> but part of that was I was very pregnant. Very pregnant, at the very time. emotional. And at the very time, emotional, yes. yeah. Yes. So I cried like a child. Yes. But you were only going for a week. Yeah. What do you yeah. say? What do you say to people who do not miss their partner when they are away? Um, I you know, I'm not judging that. I would just I would just ask kind of why is that the case? Mm-hmm. You know, because absence does make the heart grow fonder. Right. So, it, you know, if it's like you just want a little space to miss that person, then I get that. Yeah. Um, but if it's like, oh, my God, go away. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Then there may be something to investigate there. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Question number two. Do you trust your partner? It's mm, a good question. Right. Yeah. Um, I trust you implicitly. Right. And it's and, and and I think there was two parts to that trust. Trust in, in the sense of when they're away, mm-hmm. you know that they're gonna be, you know, not doing anything crazy. Um, but also do you trust them with your emotions mm-hmm. and the parts of you that maybe, you know, you feel vulnerable about mm-hmm, yeah. sharing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question. That's a good uh compatibility intimacy assessing question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say to people who are struggling in that area? Um, again, I would say that there is something to be explored and something to be discussed and something to be unearthed, unearthed and something to be unpacked and something to be addressed there. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know that trust is foundational to any relationship. And I don't believe that you can be in a happy, fulfilling, joy-filled relationship without trust. Yes. So I think... It's worth stopping the presses mm, mm. Um, and attacking that problem if that is an issue. Yeah. I think sometimes, um, you know, maybe in a relationship, one partner is not trusting and not even saying that they're not trusting because they're not trusting, <laughs> right? And so it's a sick cycle yeah. um, that I, you know, I'm struggling to, to trust you with those parts of myself, but because I don't trust you with those parts of myself, I can't yeah. even tell oh, you yeah. that. Yeah. Right. And so at that point you kind of need uh, to, probably either to take the risk. You need to find a moment where you can take the risk and have the conversation or you need to seek intervention. Right. In, you know, from a trusted someone. Yeah. Right. Or a third trusted party, couple, a third party, a therapist, yeah. something like that Counselor. to kind of coach you through the conversation. Yes. So that, you can have that conversation, but I would say it's not worth um, trying to move forward. Right. Under the pretense that I'm fully here with you when I really am not. That's good. You know, that benefits no one. Yes. I like that. And it might be shocking and hurtful to the other person to know that you don't trust them, Mm -hmm. but uh, you might as well get it out there on the table. Right. and, And you have a hope of changing the situation. Right. Yeah. Right. Question number three, do you have compatible lifestyles? I think that's more focused on like the recreational things like, Mm -hmm. you know. Well, recreational, but also I think about it also in terms of what are your commitments. Okay. So what are your commitments? Some people have commitments to their families, their extended families, Mm. right? Um, And so if... Uh, I'm coming into a relationship and I'm from a huge family or maybe I have relatives who live with me or who I need, who I'm responsible for their care. Right. And I'm getting involved in a relationship with someone who 
you know, doesn't have that many immediate family members or a large extended family, they may not even really be able to understand why mm-hmm. I spend so much of my time with my with family. My family yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and then there might be uh, a difference in values there right. around family. Right. So uh, I think not just in terms of the recreational stuff, but in terms of like family and, you know, family of origin and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, commitments in terms of my job yeah. or my career um, that might that may also speak to lifestyle, yeah. right? Uh, so yeah, that's that's important yeah. to assess, yeah. right, and yeah. address. Yeah, that's good. Because um, what are you willing to do then, if that's the case, to create the state? Yes, right. Because that that there would need to be sacrifice yeah. somewhere yeah. in that on somebody's part or yeah. both. And I, I want to just throw it out there. I mean, we've been saying it throughout the, the the episode. Like, you can change the state. Yeah, of course. If the state is not. If it means that much to you. Yes. Right? Yeah. And yeah. it should. Yeah. Right? It should because. But also, I just want to interject here in mm-hmm. our question and answer mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To bring up Indian matchmaking on Netflix. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, because. Yes, uh, I watched that entire show in a day and I was really just blown away by it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so much value in the process of, uh, I, I don't even want to call it matchmaking. I'd call it in the, in that culture, how they approach marriage. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that I was impressed by the most is the fact that people are meeting each other and their first conversation is, well, let's talk about these foundational value mm-hmm. things <laughs> in order to assess our compatibility Good. and readiness for marriage <laughs> right, wow. to each other. Yeah. And I think that is phenomenal. And yeah. I think in Western culture, yes. if we adopted that, <laughs> we would be so much better off. Yes. Be- because instead of wasting so much time and investing so much money and effort and emotion in uh a facade, yeah, right, and trying to impress the best, yes, and then getting married and then assessing compatibility, yes, right, because this is what we do, hundred percent. Um, I think if you just upfront came into the conversation like, hey, um, I'm, I want to get married, I want a long term relationship, yeah, and I am speaking to you right now to investigate whether or not mm-hmm. <laughs> you are the person that I would like to do that with, yes. Uh, just completely non-emotional, yeah. but probably not completely non-emotional. Yeah. There's probably some em- emotion invested there, but um, not nearly as much as we invest in a Western type of. Yeah, uh, well, it's intentional with an end result. Yeah, and an end goal in, in mind. mind. Yeah, right. As opposed to okay, let's just go out and have fun, and we'll see if we like each other. Yeah. And you've invested time, time, time. You realize I don't like you. I'm going to switch to the next person now. Yeah. And another thing about it that also was impressive to me is the way that family is involved in the, in the, in the decision making -making. process, in the assessment process, you know, two people getting together to go on a first date and they're meeting each other's entire (laughs) families. Absolutely. Um, And it's facilitated by a third party who is objective (laughs) outside of the, outside of the family. It's based on, on, on written, biographical data yeah right i think it's amazing and if i had the time i would start going house to house and gathering profiles and bio data and matchmaking 
for people. Yeah. I, I would if I had the time. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. I would go and just start curating yeah. serious people yeah. <laughs> who want to be in serious relationships. And I would do that. You know, That's hit us good. up if you want us to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I, mean? like, I would still do that. I would interview people yeah. and I would be like, oh, I think this person and that person might have a shot at it yeah. and their families should meet and they should, you know. Yeah. <laughs> with no, Canadian it's so, matchmaking. It's so, <laughs> it's so true, you yeah. know. It's really, really, really true. Mm. Hey. So I just wanted to make that know. point. No, anyway, I'm glad, I'm glad question, you brought that up. Question four. <laughs> question number four. Can you talk to your partner about anything? Mm. Yeah, well, that speaks to kind of the trust, mm-hmm. the question of trust yeah, um, and and intimacy as well, right? Yeah. I believe, obviously, that um, you should be able to. I think that there should be nothing hidden. Yeah. Um, I know we, we <laughs> uh, last, sometime during last season, we threw out a question about privacy uh, in marriage. Right. And I think um, we got a lot of uh, varied opinions on the topic of whether there should be privacy in marriage. And I think some people um, were conflating the idea of privacy with the idea of secrecy. Right. Yes. Um, so... You know, to be clear, I don't put a value on either, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, within the context of, of marriage. Mm-hmm. But I understand the point of view that, you know, some people just need privacy, you, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I'm, I think you know this about me that sometimes I just need time to myself, yeah. particularly because we have three young kids and it can be a lot. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes I just need time to myself and I go off, but it's not necessarily that I'm looking for privacy. Right. It's just time to myself, like, like downtime business that you're conducting exactly. over there and you know, I mean, to be and, involved in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not that it's more like I need time to decompress quietly by myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's not privacy. I'm not doing anything in that time that if you were to walk in or question me about it, that I would be like, that's none of your business. Yeah, right? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, so there's that. Um, I, I do. So I, I do understand the need for that sort of thing. Um, but when it comes to secrecy, mm. um, you know, you not being able to look in my email or have a password for this or no bank account details or that kind of thing. I think there's really no place for that. In a marriage. And I also think that there are some places, there should not be a place within myself mm-hmm. that you cannot approach. Yeah, off access or. Yeah, yeah or have access to. Yeah. Um, it may not be, it may not be that, it may not be the case that at every point in time, if you're trying to access a place, I'll be like, yeah, come on in. Because I might be processing right, still. Right, right. But I would never lock you out of a place within myself Mm -hmm. right so i think um there's a lot of freedom in that there's a lot of intimacy in that and i think those things contribute to a state Mm. of compatibility it's good it's good (laughs) i gotta make that shirt that says it's good it's good it's good it's good uh question number five do you laugh together oh man do you laugh i laugh a lot i think it's my goal Every day. <laughs> to make me laugh. Even if sometimes it's at my expense. <laughs> I, I laugh a lot uh, in our relationship. Always have. I've always valued a good laugh. Mm-hmm. So right up there with the in, emo, the intelligent, intellectual, intellectual uh, intimacy. intimacy mm-hmm. um, a, a good sense of humor and, and the ability to laugh. And not necessarily take yourself so seriously. Right. It's very important to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people will say to me, Oh man, every time like uh I was talking to Misha, shout out 
Tamisha, um, the other day, and she said, uh, every time I see you, you're just glowing. What is your skincare regimen? I was like, <laughs> laughter. People ask me that all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, you look great. Like, what's, you know? And I say laughter yeah. because, honestly, I think, and I think I've to, to, to a large extent, I, I was always like that. Like, if you talk to some of my friends from high school and A-level college, they'll tell you that I had no problem making a fool of myself mm-hmm. running through the street with no shoes, that kind of thing at mm-hmm. school, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it's just important to laugh. Yeah. And I think sometime early in my, you know, maybe in my teenage years, I discovered that embarrassment mm-hmm. and walking around trying to avoid feeling embarrassed yeah. um, is a prison. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to liberate myself from that. Mm-hmm. So I started to learn how to make a fool of myself yeah. <laughs> right yeah before you can yeah. make a fool of me i'll yeah. make a fool of myself and i'll laugh it off right yeah. um not in all cases but you know uh because I'm, I'm quite a sensitive soul as well but i think laughing is important yes i think you ought to be able to laugh together mm-hmm. i think um it's a very good tool to disarm conflict um and defensiveness mm-hmm. and so i don't just look at it as laughing for joke's sake right. i really look at it as something that i can use to adjust the thermostat in our home yeah right so yeah. and and contribute to that state that we're we're trying to achieve yeah i'm just thinking about as you say that like i mean we just finished building a pergola yeah outside and um I mean, it was the two of us, and <laughs> there were some tense moments. <laughs> right? Of course. And, <laughs> and what we did when, you know, if I was trying to hold the thing up and I'm trying to get you, okay, put the thing in the hole, put it, put, turn it around, right? Then, yeah. you know, then it's funny because your first emotion is like, man, why is this person yelling, yelling at, me? at me? Yeah. Even though you understand the yeah. situation, right? Yeah. But your emotions inside. Yeah. You, you immediately know, want to be you, like you, you get defensive yeah. right and i like what you did right because you turned it into a joke yeah and then then it just became you yeah. know this that we just joked all the way through of course and we finished the job and and we were happy yeah you know? of course so i think there you can't be something i mean we're living in the time of coronavirus yes and so i don't think we can afford to spend our days taking ourselves so seriously and getting upset over things that really don't yeah matter yeah right mm-hmm. so laughter is important very yeah very um i wanted to not that i want to end on a bad oh god note <laughs> but i wanted to bring up the term irreconcilable differences mm. you know a lot mm-hmm. of we hear a lot of celebrities that get mm-hmm. divorced and that's usually the line it's, well there's a lot of privilege in that isn't there right yeah yeah you know, irreconcilable differences yeah uh it technically means that an individual and their spouse cannot get along with one another to keep the marriage alive and this lack of getting along can cause the whole a whole array of other issues in the marriage what are your thoughts on people divorcing because of they, irreconcilable differences or for lack of better words they're not compatible. Yeah, I think it's tricky because for any relationship to to work, it takes investment on the part of both people. Mm-hmm. I think if you ever find yourself in a state where the other person is just perfectly unwilling to make it work, mm-hmm. then I don't think you have a choice. Mm. I really don't. Right. Um, because it truly takes two, yes. right? Yeah. But in the case where there are two people who have differences that may be really profound, 
as long as they are willing to make adjustments, mm-hmm. though they may be incremental and come slowly, mm-hmm. um, I don't believe that any difference is irreconcilable. Mm-hmm. I think it takes a willingness yes. to reconcile. Yeah. Right? And so, um, again, if it's just one of those things where it's I am who I am mm-hmm. and you are who you are and that's never going to change, then I think, you know, in a lot of cases, it may be just a lazy way out mm. because I'm unhappy right. and I really am emotionally lazy and I'm not up for doing this work or I'm not equipped right. and I'm not willing to go and seek the help to equip myself. Because right. a lot of times people go to marital counseling with the hope that the counselor will fix their spouse. right? right? right. <laughs> and so that's not really what happens because mm-hmm. I think, again, just in general in our society, in our part of the world, um, we don't place a high value on uh, training young people to take personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of adults who are walking around pointing fingers at mm-hmm. other people and well-trained in the blame game mm-hmm. and not necessarily in taking personal responsibility and in learning how to be agile mm-hmm. and adjust, mm-hmm. right, in order mm-hmm. to get the outcome that you want. It's funny because we do it at work because we get a tangible payoff for that mm-hmm. but sometimes we don't see the ways that there is a payoff if we make those emotional um, investments right. so i think um you know sad to say mm-hmm. divorce has its place mm-hmm. really really sad to say that because right. i don't really i'm not a proponent <laughs> for right. divorce i think you really have to kind of do everything that you can right. in order to not right. but again you're talking about two adults. Right. And so if someone is making a choice to be unwilling, then there's really nothing that you can do there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think differences alone, right. That appear to be irreconcilable are not, Mm. it's really the lack of a willingness that causes the divorce, not the differences themselves. Right. 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 right, So, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, well, Steve. Well, Steve. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to tell the people where Well, Steve. I know comes from in a later episode. Later you guys episode. stay tuned for yeah. that. Yeah. Well, hey, that that was episode one of season two of season two of Love James compatibility compatibility all about compatibility. Yeah. Tell us your thoughts. You know, uh, if you listen to the show. You know, message us, contact us, let us know what you think. Yeah, you can email us at podcast at thejameses.ca or hit us up on Instagram at for more love James. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We we'll hope to see you again on another episode. I'm jamming to the music. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> All right, peace out. Take care. <laughs>